Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your host, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. Welcome to the show. And I'm J.P. Miller coming to you from rural Virginia. Guys and girls, today is episode 109. J.P. 109, my man. I mean, it is... uh, We're... We're making headway, triple digits, getting after it. And what we have today is real live, real live racing action and results to report. I mean, for the first time in a while, it feels pretty good, does it not? Yes, it does. Feels good to finally see some more track action and starting to be able to report a little bit. And the season's kind of getting started a little bit, a little warm up. So I'm excited. Yeah, so uh, since last time and we've inched a little bit closer to the racing season, what have you done on your ride to uh, to get it one step closer? Uh, just doing some small little things that I've been wanting to do. Uh, move my uh, quarter turn valve for my nitrous bottle um, in a little bit more, how we say, ergonomic place and... Uh, just little stuff like that. I'm making some new spill plates for the wing, trying to modern that up a little bit. Um, and uh, just small things like that, man, cleaning up everything, getting everything ready to go. You're telling me that it's ergonomic for the nitrous button, but I, I feel like a little bit of nitrous is never enough. You know, that's the, it, you know, little wouldn't, little mm. wouldn't do it. So a little got more and more type of thing. And yeah. <laughs> To a, <laughs> to a to a certain point um my uh that that's one of my issues my I always think more and more and more and sometimes you got to kind of back up to go faster <laughs> there is that although um a dear friend of mine thinks that every time that uh, the track you know doesn't quite come to him that the the way to do it is just a pour more to it and that's how you get down tracks which uh he's been very successful so you know maybe that's the way maybe uh maybe the answer is is not to to go around but to go through the issues when it, whenever it comes to nitrous <laughs> you know hey, just sometimes go through you it gotta, sometimes you just gotta tear the wall down you that, can't you know that's so Damn true the ladder. that is so true <laughs> just go plow right through it yeah and uh it, it is the year of the goat and so we have to uh, we have to plow through we have to go and i mean with that we have two unbelievable guests on today we're we're gonna bring on um henry underwood who is your pdra elite top sportsman champion he's gonna be a host he's gonna lead i would say a host of champions that we're gonna have on all season long he's just gonna start the thing off um, which is, you know, from from a door guy's standpoint, uh, maybe the best way to start the season. Excited to have him on. But this whole season is just going to be one champion after another. And I cannot wait to kick it all off with Henry. Um, and then also, and this is a big get for the for the show. So producer Chris has got Elon Musk, founder of Tesla, to come on the show um, really, uh, I mean, it's a big deal, obviously, for the show to have him on. So that's really, really exciting. Um, and th- this is going to be an unbelievable show, guys. Mon- monumental show. If, if you didn't know how worldwide the Fast Brackets podcast is, now you know with the caliber of guests that we have. It, absolutely. 
So guys, girls, get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show. Make your commute, clean the shop, work on that old heap. But metaphorically speaking, get your helmet on, get strapped in, because here we go. All right, let's put this thing in the water box. Let's get them hot. Let's get this show going, JP, with some really, really great news, in my opinion. So I was uh, on the Wes Buck show last week, um, and Wes announced that it is going to be ten grand to win for top dragster at the World Series of Pro Mod that Drag Illustrated is putting on. So in my mind, that is big, big news for our classes. Uh, the World Series of Pro Mod, obviously focusing on Pro Mod, but it's going to go down March 3rd and 4th in Bradenton. And if you are anywhere close, or if your cars are ready, that event is going to be uh, like no other. I mean, there is fanfare, there's media, there's stuff going on. Uh, Winlight Bets will be there. It will be unbelievably huge. And I think it's a really big step for our classes that, hey, it's it's uh, 10 grand to win, um, you know, a five-round bracket class um, at an event like that. I mean, it's pretty impressive and uh, really kudos to the guys at at Drag Illustrated for bringing Top Dragster into the fold. Um, yeah, I know you are going to be out of the country, JP, but what do you think about that in terms of, in terms of just adding those classes? Because it's not all heads up, which is great. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's huge. And a uh, big shout out to Drag Illustrated, World Series of Pro Mod, and uh, track owners for putting that together. Um, Ten grand to win, top sportsman. What is it? Thirty-two car field. Uh, that's, that's not right. nothing. To, nothing to sneeze. At. I mean, top drags. Excuse me. Nothing to sneeze at. Um, so it's going to be a good payout for somebody, and I, I'm sure they'll pack that deal with a lot of dragsters. I got some questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> now. We all know, or if you're any kind of historian of the sport, you know that Pro Mod evolved from the Friday night quick dates mm, and qualifying mm-hmm. the top sportsman class. Yes. Way, way back in the day, Bill Kuhlman and all of those guys, you know, kind of the pioneers of the, of the modern Pro Mod era. How is it that at the biggest door slammer race on the planet <laughs> in the year of the GOAT, we don't have top sportsmen? Oh. And this not a knock against the top dragster guys because I am happy for them, but I'm trying to figure out why we don't have a 10 grand to win top sportsman um, class at the World Series of Pro Mod. And I'm going to say some things, guys, that probably some people might not be comfortable with, and I'll include myself in this as a top sportsman racer. I think sometimes as top sportsman racers, we don't show up. Um, to some of these events in the numbers that the promoters and the tracks would like to see. And maybe that's why we get overlooked. Um, and, you know, it, we have some organizations that do really well and some that don't. And I think as racers, we need to kind of try to focus on that and, and try to support as many of these type of events or organizations or who's putting on the races we can, because honestly, guys, there's not a lot of places to race these cars for good money. So when we have an opportunity to do it, you know, maybe we need to humble ourselves a little bit and, and show up and, and show these guys that it's worth them putting up money and the sponsors that it's worth them putting up money and putting on events for us to, um, for us to race at. Um, and 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 I'll include myself in that because I've been guilty of it. And you know, everybody has their schedules made out of where they're going to race and what they want to do for the year. But for there not to be top sportsmen at the World Series of Pro Mod, I just think it's a travesty. And and that's not a knock on Drag Illustrated or West Buck because I think they're doing a phenomenal job with this class. Um, they obviously had their reasons, but I'm happy that they did at least include top dragsters. I would like to see some top sportsman cars down there um, because, like I said, that's kind of the birthplace of uh, Pro Mod. Um, so, in my opinion, it should be there. And I'm an advocate for the sport and especially for top sportsmen. So, my goal is to get as many 
good paying top sportsman of events as we can get with the good turnouts and great participation. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm with you on that one. Cause I, th- I think your take is that um, maybe the reason why drag illustrate didn't invite the top sportsman group is because of turnout, not necessarily because they didn't want the class there. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I could be a hundred percent wrong, but I got to kind of think that way because I have seen some other really, really good paying events and the turnout really wasn't what I would think it would be for that type of money. Um, well, you got to you got to think that the first call when you talk about big money top sportsman call car uh, event down in Bradenton would be to Bruce Thrift, right? So obviously yeah. Bruce had some input on that. For I'm guessing, maybe not. You know. The, the counterpoint is that potentially, and I haven't talked to Wes about this, so I, I, I'm guessing 100%, but the counterpoint could be that Wes simply wanted um, all the focus to be on pro mod cars, right? And it could have been just simply, hey, top sportsman cars can look similar to pro mod cars, and we want to keep some separation between church and state there. That could be the case. That said, um, you know, Bruce and Victor have put up some good money in the past. Um, maybe they haven't got quite the turnout they thought. And so, you know, um, maybe encouraged or at least motioned to Wes that the way to go would be top dragster guys. Yeah. Um, and I, and like I said, I could be, this could be 100% speculation and I could be way off base, but I just have a small feeling that, you know, some of that played a part into it. And, and, and that's a valid point that you made too, about, you know, uh, there are cars out there that run in top sportsman that could blur the lines between <laughs> top sportsman and, and pro mod. Um, there's probably some cars that could jump over there and qualify if they really wanted to. Right. Uh, right. But I just, I don't, it, it just doesn't sit well with me that the birthplace of pro mod doesn't have a place at the biggest pro mod race. <laughs> Ever, uh, but yeah, yeah. you know, it, it maybe, and, and I'm sure there's legitimate reasons. And you know, I'm not trying to call anybody out or anything. I would just, I would like to see us top sportsman guys make a a serious effort to support as much stuff as we can in 2023. Yeah, and show these people that this class can come in and put on a great show for the fans and be a great draw and be good for all the tracks. That's, that's my goal. So that's where I'm coming from with that. Yeah. Well, you're doing it. I mean, you're doing it with, um, you know, your promotional group and, and bringing top sportsman events to, um, well, let's see. I mean, I know you're going, uh, along with the Northeast pro mod group one time and you're doing some other things like that. So you're putting your money where your mouth is in that regard. And I don't think anybody would ever say, Oh, what Wes is doing is, uh, there, there's no, you know, uh, anima- there's no ripping on drag Gillis for not having top sportsmen there. That's not, no, it. It no, absolutely just, not. but it is, it is, um, it's like a guy told me about marketing one time. He said it's conspicuous in its absence. And, you know, when it, that happens, then you go, well, why is that? And so you have to do a little bit of reflecting, which is what we're doing here today. And I think I think you've got some real points um, in terms of, you know, why that is. And and hopefully this year, man, hopefully this year we we come out with a vengeance. I mean, uh, obviously the the Orlando divisional, which you know we're going to talk about here in a little bit, is historically kind of under. Um, you know, undersubscribed and that's okay. I mean, it's kind of early in the year. Maybe there's just other reasons. Maybe people are like, Hey, I want to make a PDRA run. Hey, you know, uh, just my stuff's not quite together in the first of March and to make the travel and all that stuff. All those things uh, could be the place. Maybe, Hey, uh, I just can't get my, you know, uh, I can't get parts, you know, I can't put the thing back together in time. Who knows? But Man, it would be awesome from a couple guys that really like top sportsmen. It would be awesome to have them uh, along with the World Series of Pro Mod moving forward. Yes, absolutely would be. Um, so maybe, Wes, Wes you, you still got time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a great event. And <laughs> no, I, I don't. 
I'm fired up to be a part of it. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, we, you know, we, we, all you can do is work on, it. you know, we can uh, plead the case and work on it. And, and that, that event, I think is gonna be around for a long time, JP. So, yeah. uh, so from that standpoint, yeah, I mean, you know, the next year and the years coming after that, I think you got a real shot. All right, let's put this thing in the beams on with us now. He's from New Kent, Virginia. He is a former Richmond Dragway track champion. He's a former Super Chevy show champion. And he is your 2022 Elite Top Sportsman champion in the PDRA. Please welcome to the show, Henry Underwood. Henry, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Pretty good. We're good, but we are not nearly as good as you. We do not have PDRA trophies that say we are the world champion. And, uh, man, that has got to feel good on your side. It really does, and it was a lot of work. And it took <laughs> me a long time to Well, that, that's, uh, that class, the elite top sportsman class, is... I mean, you can make the argument that it's, the, it's one of, if not the toughest tra- classes in all of drag racing. Uh, what possessed you to even, you know, throw your hat in the ring and go after that thing? I can never go fast enough. So I got the need for speed and I just got, had to get into that class because I was at the, the, you know, that was at the top of the field for me. Yeah. So, um, speaking of that, then let's, let's go way, way back then and talk about, um, you know, how did you, how'd you get into drag racing? Um, did, what was the first memory of drag racing for you? I grew up right beside Richmond dragway. Okay. And it was, uh, hearing those cars run, just like sucked me down there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no choice, right? You just, you have to go. I had to go. And my mother used to give me beatings for, for, for not doing my chores and going to the track. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so did you were like, you turned 16 and you were at the track the next, that weekend or how did that work? No, I had, to, I was, I'm the youngest of nine. So we grew up really poor and we had to, you know, just get out there and grind it. So I had to work build my way up i, I played, played a lot of ball and sport and then but i always knew my dream was to build a race car and go race and i didn't start until i was 36 years old okay all right and what was the first car that you had that you went down the track in built a 1992 pontiac fiber and it belonged to my niece Every time she saw me go down the track, she goes, there goes my car. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have an affinity really for those. Those were good. Those are good looking cars, man. Yeah. Yeah. Night Rider, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. I'm a little surprised, actually, that there aren't kind of more Night Rider themed race cars out there because of that. I'm, I, you know, I don't, I'm sure there are, and I'm, I'm, forgetting somebody uh for sure that's got that but but i'm surprised there aren't more of them out there because it was such a cool car and such an iconic thing back in the whole back in the day right that was the car back then i mean that was the one to have you know the night rider heck yeah wanted to do it well you know and then if if you've got a night rider themed race car and something goes wrong then you just blame it on kit right that's the it's not your fault it's kit's fault Computer, uh, computer glitch, correct? <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, absolutely. So your niece lets you drive uh, the Knight Rider car. Uh, she lets you drive, and you you must have done well, right? Is that? I mean, was it one of those things where you did well right from the start? Oh yeah, I was just totally into it. I I could just make you know adjustments to the air pressure and the tires and tell you the light I was going to cut. I mean, it was just, I just had a knack for it. I was just lucky, I guess. Mm-hmm. Little luck, little skill, you know? And that that was uh, 
running the pro class or super pro at the time? That was the pro class. Yep. And then when did you... Foot break. Oh, foot break. Okay. Gotcha. And then when did you decide to go top sportsman racing? Because that is significantly different than foot breaking. Oh, yeah. You know, I only did foot break for a couple years. And then I wanted to move up and I got a 68 Camaro. And I started top sportsman racing. I actually, I won... uh, Rookie of the year, my, the first year I drove in top sportsman. Was that, um, what what series was that? Was that HRA or was that PDRA? It was actually IHRA. Okay. Back in the day. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, this, the, uh, Dan Wise that owned the track, he he never given that award out to anybody. He invented it for me. It was made me feel real proud. <laughs> that that's that's really impressive that's that's really impressive um so you ran that 68 camaro then for for a while um but you're you're not running camaro anymore tell us about your car now that won won you the championship that is a 63 corvette and uh jerry hoss built it and it it's uh it tells you what it wants and when you make the adjustment at once, it, it just responds. Every little thing about it. At first, we had to fight it. I actually hit the wall at Virginia Motorsports Park. And those guys out of Jerry Haas, they told me what to do to that car. John DeFlorian and Jerry Haas told me to do with that car in my garage. And actually, my, my buddy Christy Perkinson's garage. And uh, we made the adjustments they told us. And we started going straight and never had any trouble ever since. Mm. It's, it's, it's crazy. Well, J- John and Jerry are—I mean, they, their reputation speaks no, for themselves. Bro. But I mean, they're so good. I mean, they're pros, man. They're just pros, and yep. yeah, build great race cars and good people on top of it. Yeah, they're world class. What yeah. can you say? Wait, you so know, and you got to hit a lot of people out there helping you too. You know. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about your crew. I mean, you you bring the whole family then when you go racing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got to be there. Not all of them all the time, but most of them. My brother is, uh, he, he pretty much runs almost everything for me. And his friend, Richard Brown, they, he, that guy loves drag race. I mean, they just love drag racing. And they wouldn't miss it for the world. They, they push me even when I feel, you know, a little bit down. You know, they tell you, get in there and do what you do. And then you see how it ended up. We, we did all right. Yeah, you did all right. Yeah, you won the world championship. You yeah. did all right. Um, you got to get comfortable. You know what I mean? And as soon as you get comfortable and you start cutting those those lights like you want, everything else falls into place. But you got to be comfortable in a car, and that's what it is. So how long have you had that car then? That car, I've had it for four years. Okay. It fought really good for two years. And then it started coming around. <laughs> so you went to you went to Jerry's and said, "Hey, I want you to build this Corvette for me." No, I, I bought it. It was already built, and uh, I bought it from uh, a boy, a buddy of mine named Brian. And because okay. uh, I've always had a '68 Camaro that was a Jerry Hoss car, and I love, and it was really good. It was big nitrous motor though. It was a '888 with four kits on it and it was a monster too mm. and uh but scott duggins talked to me into going with a pro charger and that's when things started happening because that's what i wanted i wanted low maintenance but i wanted to go really fast those, those two things are usually yeah usually those things are not going together right low maintenance and really fast no, that that doesn't that doesn't work well. But Scott's got a system, and he's got a, he's got a uh, a unit that it just it works so good. I I tune it, and I'm not the greatest tuner in the world, but if I can tune it, anybody can tune it. I mean, it's just it's just you know Scott and all this his support people, Jeremy Creaseman, and all his friends, Brad and his brother uh, Spud. Those guys, you know, they're at the track to help you, and somebody's always there if you need a little input. They're there to, you know, give you a hand. And it, it's that's what it takes. 
Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. So you got the Jerry Haas uh, Corvette. You've got the the par powered uh, Pro Charger. Um, what else about that car is maybe unique to you, or um, anything that kind of helped you helped you on your path to victory this year? Do you know what that car is? Sixty foot. I don't. It's sixty foot. A nine two nine nine two nine. I mean, that's just wow. that's how hard that thing's sixty foot. It's like being shot out of a cannon. Well, but. It it looks like it's being shot out of a can, <laughs> right? <laughs> you get that little blurred vision when you see the line, then it, then it all straightens out. But it just handles so. I mean, I could take my hands off the steering wheel on that car. It handles that good. Hoosier, you know, they the Hoosier slicks. They just I don't know. We we run like five and a half pounds of pressure, and it loves it. I mean. It didn't. It didn't shake the tires once this year. And that's very odd for any of those cars that go that fast. That's really impressive. I mean, that may be one of the most impressive stats I've ever heard. It's crazy. I mean, the sixty foot like that and didn't never shake the tires. It, it was just. It was. It's just awesome. Yeah, that's. How do you uh, like? The, oh, I'm sorry. How do you like the consistency of the uh, Pro Charger combination as a? as compared to like the, the big nitrous motor it's very consistent only thing you got to do is watch the weather change you know because the, the humidity affects it a lot more you know nitrous you can make your own humidity you know you can get rid of it with the nitrous but with the procharger you can't right and you can you can speed the, you know you can speed the procharger up but me i like to keep things simple and you keep it simple and that's what makes you consistent you don't have to think about it. It just comes to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. JP, listen to the get, man. He's keep, saying, he's saying, keep it simple and just go, yeah. you know, 92, 60 foot times. I mean, he's, he's telling you what to do. Keep it simple. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little work to do before I get to that point. But. <laughs> that, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I've made a pass beside his car qualified, and, and he, he's like, when I go into high gear, his shoots out. So that's kind of <laughs> where we're at with that. <laughs> but we get there. That's too funny. But I couldn't get the nitrous on like that. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's really impressive. Really impressive, Henry. Mm -hmm. So after you win championship, my my mistake there, Henry. You uh, you were saying, you know, as many passes and hard as we run that motor, it hardly ever gives us a problem. I mean, it's and that's what I need, you know, with with my outfit, you know, because I have you know a big family to take care of. I have my own business. I don't need a lot of maintenance. I need to be able to, you know, pull up to the track and get it out and go on and, you know, make my passes, you know? Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your business. Tell us a little bit about your family. Cause you've, you've got a, a big group there that, um, you, you mentioned you're, uh, the youngest of nine children, but you're not that far behind with your own group. No, no, no. <laughs> Let me see. My daughter, Macy, 17, she loves racing. She brings me up to the start line, you know, she brings me up to the beams. And uh, you know, having her up there along with my brother, my best friend's Chris, Christy Perkinson, and he's uh he's the kind of guy that looks at a car and looks for things wrong with it. And he sees mm. things and finds that you know, I have so I have so many people helping me. And you know, my daughter being up there, you know, just it gets you in a groove. And she just, she loves racing. You know, I've run junior dragster with her. Those things want to make you pull my hair out. I can't wait for you to get my right. You know what I mean? They're, they're hard on, they're hard on in my car. I haven't thought about it. It's crazy. And then uh, I got my next daughter in line. She loves to cheerlead. She's a cheerleader. Okay. And she's not the race, but she cried racing. And boy, that girl could cut a light, but it just, it wasn't her thing. And then I got two more. I got Samantha, and she she's uh she's just starting out 
about her second year. She's starting to get used to it. She loves racing. And then my last one, little Tori, I just bought her a car this winter, and she's going to start next year. And they, she's really into it. So there's no telling what we got coming out, you know? So you're racing your top sportsman car in the fastest uh, category, I mean, qualifying an elite top sportsman all the time. And then you've also got three junior dragsters to deal with. That's a lot of action at the oh, yeah. track, man. That's a lot of action. Now, I only run oh, 17-year-old Macy. She, she's the only one that runs PDRA. Every now and then, Samantha. Because, you know, it's a lot to keep up with. I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's really impressive. Um, but very cool that the whole family goes and all, all your daughters go along with it. Um, that, you know. That family that uh, you know races together stays together, so that's that's a really uh, good deal. I'm I'm excited for you guys. Thank you, brother. And my wife, she loves drag races too. She holds down the fort. You know what I mean? That's awesome. You got to have that, yep. right? You got to have that because if um, if mom ain't happy, you know that's a it's <laughs> a long weekend, right? Yeah, the way. Hey, you love drag racing as much as I do. Don't marry a woman that don't like drag racing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. She knew so it. You have plans to... I don't love drag racing. <laughs> you got plans She's to have uh, three more top sportsman cars is what you're going to add to the fleet, or how's that going to work out when <laughs> when all the daughters get yet. in the big cars? I've got a uh, 2002 Firebird, and I have a Scott Duggan 632 and a par motor 632 with one kid in it. I've already got that for Macy and my brother Bob. He wants my brother Bob used to drag race back in the day, and he had a 67 Chevelle, and it was a Ghostbuster. That was his name. It was solid black. And uh, it, it, he won the little guy nationals back at when it was NHRA down in Suffolk. I mean, we're talking back in the day, and that's one of the other things you know that was in my life that you know led me towards drag racing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's awesome. I love it. I just love it. It's in, you know, one of those things that's just inside of you. It's kind of hard to explain. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. That's I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly. Yeah. What I you mean, mean, when I'm not racing the off season, it's uh, street outlaws. You want a computer <laughs> looking at videos of car, you know, races and wrecks. Yep. And, you know, days in the past. You know. Oh yeah. It's just what I'm. It's what you know. What I'm about. That's awesome. Yeah, that's 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 why you're a champion though too. I mean, that's you have to be driven to that level in my opinion. And you you made mention that your um I think you said it was your brother that um really picks apart the car and looks for things that's wrong. Is that is that right? It was your brother or was that your best friend? My best friend. My brother's like that too though. He was a he was a, a helicopter mechanic in Vietnam. So he's he's all about that too. But my best friend and my brother, they go over that car like crazy. Well, I've heard it said. Need yeah, I've, I've I've heard it said before that if you really want to be the best, what you have to do is you have to look for things you don't want to see and you have to listen for things you don't want to hear. And it sounds like that's what you guys are doing. Oh yeah, yeah. And I got an ear. Something don't. Something sounds just a little bit off. I I pick up on it and then I explain it to. Uh, Explain it to my guys, and they and they they start looking, and they'll normally find it. And I'm real good. I have a real sensitive ear. I can, you know, that's why I think I tune it, you know, good, like I do, you know, just because I got that ear for it. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. The feel. And you gotta have. Yeah. You no, know, that's a that's a really uh, interesting point. I, I don't think anything that we've brought up here before on our 109 episodes is is having an ear for the the motor itself. I mean, it, it will tell you. I mean, it will talk to you and tell you what it needs and and uh, what it wants. But um, I'm, I'm interested that you say that. Um, is, is that something you use in your, you know, you said you've got a business. What type of business do you have? Is that something you use in your business world as well? Believe it or not, it, it is. I have a hardwood floor business. Okay. So when I'm running those same. You know, if they make a certain noise, I can tell what 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 that floor wants. You mm -hmm. know, the, the machine will tell you if it needs more drum tension, uh, pick up the pace, want it to go a little faster. It, it actually talks to you, and that and that you know I've been doing that forever. 
So yeah, that's that's part of it. Too. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me uh, that you know you use that um, in your you know day to day, and then it becomes something that is really beneficial to you in your racing program as well. Um, well, that let me ask you this: Do you when you started last year, did you have the world championship on your radar as something you wanted to accomplish, or was that just something like at some point in time in the season you went, "Hey, I got a shot at this thing." When I started out, every year I want to win one race. That's my goal. And then anything over that is just icing on the cake. And then once you when you've been at the front and you're driving at the front, you got to play defense. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to play offense when you're not number one. But when you get up to number one, I, I, I like to you know the way it happened for me this season. It was a little bit late season, so. I got to, you know, lean on it a little bit before I got there. And then once I got there, you know, I'd try to cut, you know, between an 11 and a 15 light and try to, instead of trying to set up double up. Mm. But then when I went to Florida after the points was over, I set up to go double O and I was, I was on it when I went to Florida. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. You, and you have to be aggressive at some point, right? Yes. Yes. When you when you're behind, be aggressive. When you're out front, you gotta you gotta play. You gotta protect your lead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't go. You can't. You don't want to lean on it and give any round away. You want to make. You want to earn it. You know, and make the other guy earn it. You don't want to give it to him. You know, and that's the way. You, that's the way I play. Right. It's a, that's when you're saying, "Hey, teens instead of double O's, right? And uh, don't that's- don't don't." cost yourself around don't give around away yeah no that's you good you know because yeah you got for me that's what works for me is is there anything you've done to the to the car since uh the last end of last season and for this season that you've changed or are you saying hey i'm, I'm just gonna go with what works uh, I've always got the need for speed, like I was saying. <laughs> I always try to go faster. So um, Scott's going to get with me because we're actually taking a lot of power out of this car. It's got a lot left in it. We're pulling 10 degrees of timing out of it, five on the starting line, then another five right before the 60 foot. And then we're ramping it back in. We want to get more aggressive with it because, see, we know it'll go into the 70s. I mean, it's been an 82. We know it's got that seventy-nine in it. We, we, I want to get after it a lot this year and see if I can get it into this. Right. Yeah. Well, you know the track's going to be good there, no matter what, and you got a chance, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. the home track for you at this point in terms of the PDRA season. No, Virginia Motorsports Park. You know that's my track. That's yeah, my home track. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, but Galat, you know. Or down the road is yeah no that's great um well henry we're really appreciative that you came on and kind of kicked off our season um this year and you know really appreciate your time and uh just spending it with us telling us about your car and how you got to this point we wish you a bunch of luck for this season as well i need all the luck i can get guys i appreciate <laughs> y'all getting, putting the work guys you know yeah, it takes a lot of work, right? I mean, it, it is. It like, um, and the guys work just as hard that don't win. They don't get to host it, but, but it's a lot of work, right? Yeah, yes, man. Them other, them guys that you know behind behind me, they work just as hard as I did. They just you know, so many small things, and so many big things have got to go your way. And if it don't, mm-hmm. you're not going to be at the front. Man, so true. That's just yep. so true. Well, um, yep. Thank you for coming on. Guys, girls, that was your 2022 PDRA Elite Top Sportsman Champion, Henry Underwood, if you need him. Thank you, Rex and JP. Y'all been great. Half Track Report is brought to you by DragRaceLawyer.com 
For all your high horsepower legal needs, contact Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com. JP, it is big news. And we have big news today on the podcast because we have actual race results to report in the Half Trackers report, which is really awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about what happened down in Orlando next to that big mouse this weekend in D2. Well, D2 Divisional in Orlando um, kicked off the weekend, and it looks like uh, 29 cars showed up with top dragster. And you had Robert May in his 17 Nelson race car going 616 at 231 to be a number one qualifier. That, um, that's a pretty good field, right? I mean, it's yeah, early. Yeah, that's I don't... a really, really good field this early in the year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we want 32 cars. We would like to see the bump spot, but uh, Robert May was getting in anyway with the 616 going 231 miles an hour. That is really yeah, nice. I, I was watching it off and on, and um, I've seen a few, quite a few 6-0 passes <laughs> uh, uh, get put up. And um, there was somebody who got DNQ'd. I don't know if they went. I don't know if they went too fast. I just seen where they got DNQ, but I didn't hear, never hear the story on it. But uh, yeah, it, there were, there were some guys there that are definitely getting after, uh, and uh, definitely going past that six ten threshold. Um, it's called see. it's called Orlando Speed World for a reason. I mean, it's uh, yeah. you know, I like it. How did it finish up down there? Um, see, we had uh, Clint Rally over Steve Fur, uh, six thirty. I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, 731 with a two uh to take the win over Steve. Um really tight race there. Uh let's see. On top sportsman, you had Jackie Bennett. Uh he qualified number one, uh 620 at 224. He had about 15 cars in top sportsman. So top sportsman was a little light this weekend. Probably people just not ready and what have you. Um and then you had Robert Sellers over James Hinkle. Uh Sellers um throws up a double O two light and goes six ninety four on a six ninety three to take the win. So, man Robert, was on it. Robert Sellers nails in the final. Uh O two, man. That that guy is being ultra aggressive and getting the win. And uh, I mean that's a that's a really nice win. Um I know Jackie Bennett is real proud about that um that you know, that number one spot he took. Had a chance to talk to him yeah. a little bit at PRI, and he's been working really hard on that thing. And a 620 to lead that field is really stout. Um, and then not to, not to you know, uh, brush over that, Clint Riley and Steve Furr have an absolute, I mean, absolute dogfight in the final there. I mean, Clint Riley yeah. goes 10 on the tree to Steve Furr's actually better 9,000, you know, to, to leave so he's got one thou in the bank uh goes you know three over seven clint riley goes uh you know three over two so it, it ends up being a five thousand um you know second difference at the at the stripe and clint riley gets it so uh steve Furr always a contender and yeah. you have you know Clint Riley getting that one, and then Robert Sellers on the top sportsman side. So I mean, really a great way to start that season. I mean, with really tight racing, and you know, cars really getting after it, even even if it's a little light on the top sportsman side. Yeah. Well, and it was it was it might not have been the biggest car count, but there there was no there was some hitters down there. Um, yeah. I I seen Ronnie Proctor down there and a couple other guys, so it wasn't like it was. You know, it wasn't it wasn't no duck hunting going on. That's for sure. I mean, at this point, though, I mean, is there? Do you ever feel like there's anybody that you're going to stage up against in these classes that you're like, oh, I don't have to give it my best effort? I mean, that's what I nah. think is so impressive. You take a guy like Henry Underwood, like there, and people say uh, no days off. You know, they they kind of have that mantra. You know, no days off. There there are no rounds off in that thing every single one is uh fit to give you an ulcer give you gray hairs uh you know and make you stress out a little bit because everybody can beat you at any point in time it, it can uh it can drive you crazy if you let it yeah it's definitely there's definitely no slouches in top sports on the top director so 
every every round one you get is, is well earned. Right. Well, um, another big announcement. So we had a great racing going on. That's that's really great news that we finally get to talk actual race results here at the Half Track Report. But there is another major announcement that we have to do right now, JP. You want to break the news for everybody? I will. Um, we are adding a junior dragster reporter to the podcast and this young lady is very very impressive we met her at pri um and she is an up-and-coming junior dragster racer and very poised uh very knowledgeable so um miss victoria beaner will be joining us um from time to time to to give us our our junior dragster fix and and let us know what's going on over in that world yeah, I mean, if, if you listened to the PRI show, you heard Victoria come on. If you're just listening to, I mean, there's no way you thought she was 13, right? No way you thought, um, you know, that that lady is an adult. She's polished. She's, and but this is just a driven person. I mean, she's you can see it at an early age. She's an extremely driven person. Um, yes. Her dad, a, a very accomplished racer. Um, fabricator in his own right and you know is is uh, teaching Victoria the ropes and from what we understand um, you know she is already eyeing up his top sportsman car and you know uh, <laughs> and her dad Darren is just saying you know well she's 13 so um, we can't get her in it just yet but she is eyeballing that sucker so the junior dragster stuff while um well we know it's it doesn't fit us exactly we also know that that is the lifeblood of the sport in the future and so we want to highlight that from time to time this season and you guys you listeners will get to know victoria beaner who is going to be one of the most polished the one of the most um just I, I'm gonna say, I mean, she's gonna, she's got a chance when she gets behind that top sportsman car. Yeah, definitely. She's she's definitely you go you're going to be impressed when you hear. Yeah, so I think it'll what we'll do is we'll have her on uh, several times this summer to give us an update of what's going on in the junior dragster world, and really excited to have her be a part of the show in 2023, the year of the goat. JP, absolutely. Whoa, let's get out of the groove for just one second and bring on JP. What can, I mean, what an honor, right? What an honor to have this next guest on. He is widely known as, uh, well, I mean, maybe the most popular person on the planet at this point. I mean, is that true? We have to give uh, producer Chris a lot of props for bringing, you know, getting this thing connected. He, you know, he's in, uh, in the IT world. He got this thing done um, I mean, it's it's just really impressive to have this next guest on in the automotive world. I mean, it, would you agree, JP? I would absolutely agree. Um, it, it, producer Chris knocked it. He, he he outdid himself with this one. Um, this will probably be one of the biggest guests that we ever have on the show. Um, the man is world renowned. He's a household name. He he's he's making moves. He's been moving and shaking, shaking things up. Um, and and I'm I'm just honored to be able to talk. I never would have thought in a million years that I would be able to talk to this guy. And that just goes to show you, ladies and gentlemen, the reach of the Fast Rockets podcast. Um, and to be able to to have somebody like this on the show, um, without further ado. Yeah, I mean, like, cause here's the thing too. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna bring on Elon Musk here in a second. And here's what's impressive about this guy so before he changed the twitterverse he is world known for bringing and uh you know being the leading manufacturer of electron electric cars um there's no secret that there's no secret that i have been outspoken against electric cars i've been outspoken from the fact that uh the, there has been subsidies uh, to make that happen. And I've been outspoken to the fact that the government should not be pushing this, these things on us. That said, um, let, let's give uh, Elon a lot of respect for coming on the show. So, um, I, you know, I, I'm just really excited about this. And and to your point, JP, it just goes to show that um, the, 
you know, the Fast Brackets podcast is out there. So um, uh, with that, let's welcome to the show, um, ladies and gentlemen, Elon Musk. Um, Elon, uh, there's been a lot of talk here. Thanks for coming on the show, first of all. But there's been a lot of talk in terms of uh, what is next with uh, with Tesla. Would you mind giving us kind of a state of the union in terms of what is, what is going on and what's next steps with Tesla, the company? Personally, I think what needs to happen now is we LS swap all our Teslas and rockets. We- Whoa, okay. Um, well, you... Y- I agree. I think we should LS swap um, all Teslas and rockets. I think that would be a good thing. I think, JP, uh, you would agree with that as well. Uh, 5.3 uh, for the win, right? Uh, listen, yes. 5.3 all day. Um, I'm on board. Uh, th- thanks, Elon, for saying that. But, uh, I mean, is that something you're really committed to as a company? We already changed our name to TesLS. Okay. All right. Well, that, that seems like a, a strong start. Um, so, uh, I, I, I'm, I would get on board with Tess LS. I think that's, that's fine. Um, so tell us a little bit about the engine combinations then how, um, are you thinking strictly nas- naturally aspirated or, I mean, what, what are you thinking in terms of what's going to be the, the baseline, uh, swap for these things? We have a plane ready to fly over to China and load up turbochargers. You're okay. All right. That's, I mean, a lot of people are getting them on eBay, but if you're going to go um, to China to get them, I think, I think that's fine too. Um, that, that makes perfect sense. So is this something that you're doing with GM? Is this a collaborative effort or is this just something that, um, I mean, are you, you doing knockoff blocks or, I mean, what, what are we doing here in terms of how does the tech uh, get acknowledged and, and so you, you don't do the how do you do this legally of engineering is taking a u-haul to every junkyard within a 100 mile radius to pick up engine personally well okay okay all right so, so you're telling me that you're going to get a bunch of junkyard ls motors um and swap them to every uh tesla and tesla rocket okay um all right, producer Chris is telling me uh, Elon has to go. Uh, thank you, Elon. Thank you for coming on. Gu- guys, girls, that was the great Elon Musk. JP, what just happened? Did we just break news? What just happened? I think we just we just broke news. And and listen, I, for one, am all for it. This is what I've been waiting on. I am all about LS swapping the Tesla. I'm talking about Junkyard 5.3s, eBay turbos, or if you... I guess he wants to cut the middleman out and go to China direct. And I think it's an awesome idea. He's going to fly to China to get a bunch of turbo. What are we talking? I mean, what just happened? Did Nobody know. I mean, this isn't common knowledge. I was looking. I mean, I had no idea. I've been looking Google uh, up and down for Tesla news. I had no idea this was happening. The man is known for, for shaking things up. So this is just another thing in a long line of things that, Elon Musk does that has the world, you know, he keeps us on our toes. There's no doubt. Hey, like I think the, the drag strip is destined for a bunch of LS swapped eBay turboed uh, Tesla threes out there or plaids or whatever the heck they are. However they named them. The drag strip is going to have those and have them soon. I'm, going to try to get me one but i i would just say if you have a junkyard and get in contact with tesla because you could probably unload a lot of five threes and four eights and if there's any six o's left uh probably get some of those out the door too in a hurry as we hit the mile per hour cone jp we've got some awesome awesome news to talk about uh, man, the U.S. Street Nationals just finished up at Bradenton Motor Sports Park, and it was unbelievable. Set some major, major uh, records. And man, what a way to start year 2023, right? The year of the GOAT is coming off on fire. Absolutely. If this is any, any indication of how this season in racing is going to go, 
it's going to be an awesome season like we like we think it is going to be. Uh, guys down there just absolutely flying in pro mod. Um, was fastest thirty two car pro mod bump ever. Yeah, let's 69. let's start with that, right? So they have um, the U.S. Street Nationals. They have a lot of cool classes, actually. But the coolest, in my opinion, is Pro Mod. And they had a 32-car field down there and set the quickest ever bump in a 32-car field, eighth-mile field ever. And that bump spot was a shocking 369. I mean, can you even imagine going, how about going 369 JP and barely making it in or going 370 and not making it in? I mean, can yeah. you even imagine that scenario? I, can, I can't imagine that at all. That, that's, that's pretty awesome. Well, I can tell you this. I can tell you um, Craig Sullivan went down there in testing when a 362. So, you know, uh, the you know, thinking a 62 is absolutely flying, had just a, a little bit of prop, just minor stuff that kind of bumped him along the way, but he was not in the field. He was not in the field going into Q5 in the final qualifier. And luckily they had five different qualifiers. So people went after it and he goes a 67. I mean, a 367, he qualifies 24th. I mean, and uh, so that that was, at least for me personally, was um, high excitement, high adrenaline. Yeah. And man, because we knew we could run it, but holy crap. I mean, yeah. running a 72 wasn't getting it done. No. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. That's part. Was that career best for Craig? It was. Yeah, it was. I mean, but he, you know, you just think to yourself, if you run a 72, usually that gets you in every field going. And yeah, that would not have done it this past weekend. Nope. You'd have been on the outside looking in. So I, I think what we've got this year is, uh, I mean, we've just got some pretty amazing racing to look forward to. And I think everybody who, you know, tune in to Flow Racing to watch that. Um, saw just what can be for this year. And I think, uh, you know, a little primer for the World Series of Pro Mod for sure. But uh, so we'll see if they can beat that. But man, how about that? A 369 to start things off from the bump. Woo. Awesome, man. Pro, Pro Mod is, is hot right now. It's probably the hottest class in drag racing right now. I agree. I agree. And it's good. It's good. Doors are good, my friend. Yes. But that wasn't the only thing that happened down in Bradenton. Um, and I don't know what sparked this, but they moved the clocks back. And they said, no, 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 let's go what we've done in the past. Let's go to the quarter mile. Let's let you run the entire track. And Eric Dillard um, about went Mach 5. I mean, I don't know what the mocks are. Like, I don't know how that works. But my man set the fastest quarter mile supercharged ET ever at 539. 5.39 in the quarter mile, JP. Um, yeah, how, do you, it, how do you even keep that thing uh, to the ground at 539? I don't know, but that thing was moving. I mean, it had to be awesome being on the property to see it because just watching it on the live stream, I was like, wow. I mean, we yeah. know and we know Victor Alvarez has done a lot of work down there to make that facility worthy of guys coming down there and trying to let it rip like that. You know, like, I mean, you you have to have um, guys have to have faith in the track operators, first of all, to say, hey, you're going to prep a good track. You're going to have a good facility for us to try to uncork. And Victor has absolutely done that, which is good. Um, but then <laughs> there have been some personal vendettas against, uh, the timing systems down there in terms of what is it going to take to click those things off. And, you know, Eric Dillard, um, man, uh, subject number one, when it comes to that, and he, he set a new world record. So congrats to him. Can congrats to that whole team, uh, for, for setting a new record and going 539 through the quarter mile, um, the fastest supercharged car of all time. Yep. 
And congrats then also to everyone who made uh, that 32-car field in Pro Mod. The fastest bump ever, 369. Nicely done. Keep up the good work all through 2023. All right, JP, let's bring this thing back in. Let's take a peek in the other lane. Let's do it. Let's take the stripe. Guys, girls, that is the show. It is time to pull the shoots on episode number 109. And there it is. There's the wind light. There's the wind light in this sweet, sweet sound. Oh, Laura Branigan. That sounds so good, JP. Sounds so good. Oh, you get some every time. Yeah, it's like you you see the wind light, you hear that sweet voice, and you know you got it done. You know that you put in an honor stay effort. You know that you went to work, you competed, and you got the victory. It's it's great stuff. It's really great stuff. Um, speaking of great stuff, we had another great week this week, right? We have two great guests on. Um, two awesome guests. Yeah, I mean Henry Underwood unbelievable what a good dude that dude is and i mean he he really um you know he opened up to us and, and told us how tough it is you know and i mean that guy is taking his whole family to the track i mean he's obviously a super super likable guy and man, those are the guys yeah. you like to root for um, oh yeah and then what can you say about elon musk i mean what can you say about him i mean he owns he owns twitter he owns a rocket ship company and then he comes on and he breaks news about uh, Tesla. Yeah, and, and he, he apparently wants to own all the junkyard LSs and eBay turbos in the world. I mean, for a little while anyway. Yeah, I mean, who you know? Uh, but I, I thought it was really impressive. Is that going to be like a track edition or is that going to be? be. Has to yeah. be right. I mean, uh, LS motors barely streetable. Uh, in their stock form, you know, barely. Um, but uh, yeah, this would be interesting breaking news. I, mean, I I just feel very proud that we were able to break that here on the Fast Brackets podcast, uh, and appreciate appreciate uh, both of our guests for coming on. Um, but guys, girls, if you have comments, questions, or curse words for us, you know how to get at us. Get at us on the Facebook page using Messenger. We are happy to respond. We're happy to take. Um, you know, thoughts, notes, whatever. We we love the feedback. Um, if you're listening to iTunes or SoundCloud, give us give us some feedback. We don't know exactly why um, they the algorithm need the feedback, but go ahead and give that to us. We don't care what you say. Just say you know I like racing or uh, you know whatever. Rex and JP told me to post on here. It doesn't matter. Just post something. It helps the algorithm. Uh, and, and we'll be back um, here soon to give you more great information on uh, Top Sportsman and Top Dragster. So, guys, girls, I hope you enjoyed it. Keep the rubber side down. And travel safe. Took a lot of work to get old Elon on here, but uh, yeah, Tess LS. Can't wait to see what comes of this new company. Producer Chris, that was amazing work. I mean, who gets to talk to that dude? I mean, honestly, he's he's one of the most probably famous people on the planet at this point. Owns Tesla, owns a rocket company, owns the Twitterverse. Um, what else isn't he doing? I mean, it's pretty amazing. JP, in your lifetime, would you ever think you'd get to speak to somebody that popular on the planet? I, I would have never thought I would have had a chance to speak to Elon Musk. I, I appreciate it, Chris, and uh, Tess LS for life. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you promote a producer to a higher, like, are you executive producer? But we need to promote him. That's what we, that's what we got. JP, we got to figure out what the promotion from uh, producer Chris is. There's There's got to be another level.
Today's episode of the Fast Brackets podcast is brought to you by Winlight Bets. Winlight Bets is the fastest gaming action on earth using the fastest motorsport on earth. Go to the Winlight Bets Facebook page, like and follow to be up to date on all the latest information around gaming and your favorite sport, drag racing. <laughs> 